Metal Car. Hey, babes. You're right. It's just sometimes you need it. I, you, know, you just need it. Yeah, just I think we might need to put something in. All right. Maybe well, just a generic beat or something. Yeah, there somebody's. Is, I, and I'd, I'd love to have a listener send us some of their beats, right? I we've had that before. Yeah, we've had people send us stuff before. Just, uh, yeah. I, I, or if someone, if you find a good beat that's like uh, royalty free, send it to us. I'm not even opposed to going back to the well. <laughs> Keep putting that in, but um, I miss it. Yeah, I'm I not going to lie. I miss it. I do too. Um, this, so this is a big, we're recording this on a Sunday. We've got, you know, March 17th quickly approaching now. We're into March. I mean, technically we're recording this in February, but we're into March, John. And that means uh, we're, we're, ba- we're basically two weeks away from NFL free agency actually beginning. Does it feel like that? No, it does not. No, it does. February is usually a weird month, but typically I think we would have come on the day and reacted to all the big news of the guys' workouts and some of the stories that came out of the Combine the last three days. Like right now, Sunday night should be Friday, Saturday, Sunday have been a huge day for all these guys working out. And just, you know, all the some of the pictures going viral of Belichick chewing seeds by himself. Right, right. Lucas Oil, right? And like, it just naturally... Mayock would have gone and, on the show and said yeah, something. Yeah, and GMs would have gone on and said stuff, right? They just would have sat down. Mayock went in the booth, I think, two years ago. I guess last year, I remember him going to sit with DJ. And yeah, there's just stuff that naturally comes out of that. That there was... I, I, I do wonder if some of the owners, if they look back, could they have pushed for it just to get... Because the Senior Bowl happened. Right. Why could the Combine have not happened as a television event and just... And just kept the conversation guy. Kept, that's a big thing right now. Yep. Just keep the conversation the going. <laughs> I think that is the most overused term for stuff that real ma- really matters in life. But for just stuff that you just want to make money off of, yeah, you want to keep the conversation going. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just called, it's another way of saying stay in the news cycle. It's not a new concept. It's uh, you know something that's been around. That's why one of the things I'm wondering about this week does something else happen? We'll talk about Russell later, but does something happen to keep Russell Wilson's story in the news cycle, right? We had Russell with Dan Patrick, and that kind of made it a thing. And then we had the story that he would be interested in trade. Uh, he'd be open to a trade. No, then we had actually on the same day, we had a big story about kind of what's wrong between him and the organization. And then we had Schefter tweet that his agent said he'd have four places he'd be interested in going. To me, this week, if nothing with free agency two weeks away, if nothing happens this week with that, then the story kind of just feels it just feels more like Simmers. he's a Seahawk. If yeah. something comes out, it feels more like he might get traded, right? Like this well, will be I'll an t- interesting week for that story. Well, I'll tell you how the story could take a jump. One of those teams on his list made an offer, or they had legit. Con- or if it just comes out, the the Saints, the Cowboys, and the Raiders. Spent, had long conversations with John Schneider over the weekend. Like, boom, we're, we're rocking and rolling, right? I'll give you one. How about this one? The Saints have called Drew Brees to ask if he's retiring or not, or some version of that, because they want to pursue Russell Wilson. Do you see the video of him pushing the sled yeah, this weekend? Yeah, made me think of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're going to need a catalyst to keep that thing alive. I'm with you. Or else it just kind of just is there. Right, like the Deshaun keep he keeps doubling down, like fuck you guys, and we'll dive into that here in a second. But back, I do think there's something to a conversation 
Like I was telling you right before we jumped on that I uh, I pulled the trigger and bought a little uh, crypto. Yep. The I don't I I mean I've watched some YouTubes on it. It was just strictly the conversation, the conversation, the conversation. It kept hitting me in the head. If I like the, the same thing, I'll give Top Shot. The conversation keeps fucking hitting me in the head. I just don't give a shit about the equivalent of a GIF that I'm going to pay for, even though I definitely know there's something there. But I can't dispute that the conversation is unavoidable right well, now. Well, you can't. I get texts from random there people because it's a thing that's nonstop. Yeah. There is something to be said about the conversation if you want to run a business. You can keep that flowing. Just keep people talking about it, and it'll just drive more and more people outside towards you, right? Yeah. Like, gravitate you. It's uh, it's the basic premise of advertising. Well, isn't it? It's also why I think, right, you know, the, was it Steinbrenner, like, uh, no publicity is bad publicity? Like, yeah. There's something to that. You could argue that's changed a little bit. Uh, <laughs> depends on your bad publicity, at least with social media, that they'll come at you and try to cancel you, but uh, there's a balance. Yeah, I mean, there is, there is, like, you know, what's the phrase, curating or whatever, which just is like, how known are you? There's infamous and there's famous. Um, and, you know, for some brands, uh, 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 customer trust is a big deal. For some brands, just being a big deal is a big deal, right? Yeah. And um, in that case, then, then you know, you would say the at part of what has made the NFL so big is stuff that the NFL wouldn't want to have happened. Player scandals, right? Concussions. Like, part of the reason the NFL is huge, they've had stories that have been non-sports stories and been bad for them, but they have created just a knowledge of their existence with a group of people that don't pay attention to them. It's not good. You wouldn't plan to do it that way. But at the end, you're like, you know, they have to be aware that some of this stuff, to this point, they're pretty bulletproof. And well, let's say, for ex- the name that really stands out to me when you're talking, if you just rent to a random woman, let's say under 50, and brought up the name Ray Rice, do you think they would have Ray's some exactly, knowledge of what ex- you're talking about? That's exactly the story I was thinking of when, I, when it popped in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, under no circumstances would the NFL have chose that to have happened. Obviously, no human in society would have. Yet, stuff like that, and then probably things that aren't as bad, like Deflategate and stuff like that, on top of it, that they've really thrived in that environment. Yeah, Deflategate's a great example. Uh, the Robert Kraft story. I mean, that's not really at the top of my head, but it just made me think of it. Uh, yeah. They leave the country The concussion yeah. thing. It was awful. It is awful. Right, it was bad for them, and yet tell the truth. It's like Will Smith made a movie about him. Like normally, you'd say, "Well, it's bad if he's exposing you as like the big bad ugly giant." Uh, yet it's only raised their Q rating. So anyway. I don't think anyone watched the movie. <laughs> no, I. No one's ever come up to me and be like, "Oh my god, have you watched Concussion yet?" Even at the time when it was a big deal. Would you watch it if you were bored? I don't know. I- You've had the opportunity, I'm sure, in the last couple of years, and you haven't. I've never, so. I've never come. I don't think I've ever like come across it on HBO. If I did, I might watch it. Honestly, just be like, oh, yeah, I'd give it a shot. I wouldn't be like, oh, concussion starts in ten minutes. Everybody in places, yeah. But if it was on, I mean, I've watched some. I watched forty-five I've watched. minutes of like a new uh, design. The like the hot new. They're trying to find the new designer for HGTV. <laughs> I watched that the other day. I would, I would watch that, though, before concussion. 
Like I, I just and maybe it's I'm too close to the sun. Like I know what they're talking about. It's not doing anything for me. Yeah, I'm a Will Smith guy. Yeah, <laughs> I did watch Anchorman two a little bit on Sunday, which is awful. I'd forgotten Will Smith is in that movie. And like they have the same fight scene they had in the first movie. You know, where all the different news organizations and uh, Will is there representing ESPN. He's the sports anchor from all day sports televisions here. You know, and they have their big fight scene. That's all he did. Yeah, like, he's that just was a very because like that whole. That whole scene is like people for Jim Carrey's Canadian TV. That's just he just like uh, all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, Jim Carrey's in this movie. Oh my god, gotcha. Will Smith's in this movie. Will Smith was in that movie too, Anchorman too. That's what I'm saying. He is when they have like their big fight scene, and Jim Carrey's like, Canadian, you can't have this fight without the CBC. And then Will Smith's like, you can't have this fight without ESPN, all sports television, or something like that. But does does uh, Ron Burgundy is he the main character of that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Anchorman gotcha. Two, whatever. I, they go. I, they're honestly, they're I've never, I've never seen it. I'm, I saw I'm, it in theaters. I would and watch I remember it. Like this is terrible. <laughs> I can't believe I'm watching this movie right now. But then you know it's different on TV. Yeah. Hashtag money grab. Total. It was right. The same reason they yeah. made extra anchor uh, um, hangovers. I feel like money grab has a negative connotation. I don't know if it should. Right. Yeah, I mean, the question is, when they finished that film, did they know, all right, the first weekend's going to be huge because people are going to think this is good, and then after that, it's going to dive, but at least we got the first opening weekend? I've heard enough actors say that they, sometimes they know, right, if you're, like, doing Titanic. I think a lot of times, though, it can be very hit or miss if something is really going to take off and things don't take off that you believe that will and things that take off that you believe that wouldn't. So maybe they... Maybe they were laughing hysterically and thought they probably maybe were. Anchorman won. Do you think there was a chance? Like, I don't know if this is going to be that funny or they know this is I funny bet, as shit. I bet it was funny to them the same way that, like, what was the ice? Remember he made an ice skating movie that I'm sure was hilarious to him? Yeah. With the guy from uh, Nap- Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got you to just take some swings. That's exactly right. It's part of the movie. You got to take some swings. But anyway, uh, podcast brought to you by my bookie. .ag, promo code HAM and the number one, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. Uh, you came out on the plus side of the uh, golf tournament this weekend, John, at mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, where they'll match your deposit 50% up to 1000 bucks. Don't forget, if you do accept the bonus, you do have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. You can also decline the bonus, but either way, use the promo code HAM1, and uh, that way they know we sent you. You know what we have, guy, coming up in the next couple weeks, March Madness, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Uh, I, I can't recommend. Remember, yet last year it was it, it was snatched from us out of the out of the jaws of love of the sport. Literally going into the week, remember it was they'd canceled it. it that that one hurt. Do you remember well, the big debate? Back. One of the debates that weekend was like, should they still do a selection show? It's like, yes, <laughs> these kids deserve to know. Like, God, that feels like a pretty stupid argument now. It feels like light years. Long I was time pro ago. selection show, by the way. Yeah, I mean, just I, so people know where I stood on that big issue. I, I don't even know where I stood because I no, I was they're totally you know, it's hard to even tell. We but uh, mybookie.ag promo code ham one. I made a little money bet on my Scotty Scheffler top five. I I, I I'm gonna hammer this home. I can't recommend betting on golf enough. You don't have to bet that much and you can win. I bet fifty bucks, win three fifty. He didn't even need to win the thing, right? Now picking winners is hard. Picking winners is difficult. But mybookie.ag promo code ham one. We got a we got a golf tournament this week. We got. NBA games you want? I think the All Star game is actually this weekend, so maybe we just got a couple days of uh, NBA games, and then they no, go to the All Star game. No, I think it's another. I think it's yeah, yeah. You're right. I think it's this coming weekend. Yeah, 
Yeah, so March like the 7th. dunk contest and everything. I saw Zion was thinking about doing the dunk contest. That'd be cool. It's, that'd, he was thinking about it? It's like next week. Is he? <laughs> well, you know, right now half the league is thinking about not even going to the All-Star game. So I, I, uh, as we've learned, Adam Silver just waits for them to call him. He doesn't dictate the term. So it's, Maybe uh, he'll be there. Yeah, he, he might be the only guy. Big, bald, tall guy in the middle of the court. Uh, so you want to bet on the All-Star game? Remember, was it two years ago they had that uh, Kobe ending, 24, right? 24 minutes running clock or something. It was called the funky name they did after Kobe. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, well, the Elam ending is when you yeah. don't, yeah, you, you just play to a score. Yeah, and then they play to like 124 or something. They, Last year, they picked the they number did. toward Kobe, remember? Oh, they did it two years ago. It wasn't like the honor... You said this last All Star game? I thought they did it last year because oh, okay. the All Star game was before Corona. Gotcha, hit, gotcha. Yep, and I they followed. they picked Kobe's number like twenty four, two twenty four. I I forget what the fucking number was, but you had to get to Kobe's number. I thought uh, could be speaking out of turn. Oh, but I, my, you I, know what it was? I bet it was maybe it was twenty four points in the quarter. Is that possible? That you so yeah they so they started zero first team to twenty four or whatever. That's what. what however, they works. fucking did it. They used Kobe gotcha. to do it. Makes That's sense. all I know. MyBookie.ag promo code ham one. Um, John, spring training baseball started on Sunday. You've got uh, 2021 World Series uh, odds to win at uh, MyBookie.ag promo code ham one. What are my Yankees? Uh, Yankees are plus 500. I actually watched them for like five innings. They played everybody. Um, DJ LeMahieu looked good. Uh, Marcus Simeon was playing for the Blue Jays today. George Springer didn't. It's hard. They played. You know the. The pitchers, I don't know who these guys are. Is Vlad's kid way skinnier now? Lost Someone 40 pounds, him? John. Vlad Jr. lost 40 pounds, took a pitch in the uh, in the rib cage. Looked, still looked like he had enough there to protect. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to you know start diving into to which baseball team I like. Dodgers are plus 330. Heavy, heavy, heavy favorites. What are the Cardinals? Uh, the uh, Goldschmidt, Jack, Jack, Arenado. Jack Flaherty's are uh, plus 220. To win the World Series? I'm sorry, twenty two hundred. Thank twenty two hundred. So hundred bucks pays twenty two hundred dollars. That's is that pretty good value? Are they any good? Sure. They got some I, sweet players. Yeah, they do have some good players. Um, how about my how about my Phillies? Phillies ten to one. Phillies are thirty uh, plus thirty three hundred. No respect. God, the dot. You're right. The Dodgers are the fucking heavy favorite. God, two two and a half to one. You said. A uh, hundred bucks pays. Uh, what did I say? I plus I said plus three thirty. Hundred bucks plays three hundred thirty dollars. Yeah, for the Dodgers. For the Dodgers, they'll probably win it. Uh, you know, I I think they will. I you know, if you wanted to just have a little fun and keep yourself in it every night, like would you be interested in the Padres at plus seven fifty? Not opposed to that. Yeah, not not opposed to that. Um, especially after Haberman shit on their uniforms last year. I I, I had this thought cross my mind today, like. I'm pretty much expecting in the next couple months, like I think baseball, here's a take actually that hit me. We'll just do it right now. I don't know when else we talk about it is that I think baseball post Corona, which going into the summer, everything's opening up could really benefit, right? Cause the one thing in the NBA is like going inside, you know, people go outside in the sun talking like May, June, July, people are going to be dying to do shit. You're like, God, the baseball, we go to a Cubs game, half full, whatever. Even if it's not full, people are going to be lined up to just in the sun, drink beer with their friends. 100%. You have a hot dog. Uh, John, I, I think baseball I don't think there's any boom. question. A little golfy. You I, know? I also it, think it's going to be, it's, it's content every night. And keep in mind, I was talking to a buddy about this yesterday. 
baseball does really well. Like we, you know, there's a, there is a legitimate conversation about the things baseball has to overcome. But in terms of just a local television product, it just pushes volume. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's, for the most part, most of its markets are just hitting doubles every single night. Just hitting doubles. Just hitting doubles. Just hitting doubles. Well, most of the big markets doubles. in America, baseball's bigger than basketball. Baseball's bigger than basketball right now in America, if you just quantify the whole thing. You mean the number of people that watch the number of games? Yeah, there's an argument to be the had. The problem are the problem is basketball's for all the issues basketball has from a national TV standpoint, baseball from a national TV stamp really standpoint really struggles. But anyway, to your original point, I no, I think you're here's the other thing, ba- the point of entry to a baseball game. You want to go outside at a football game, great, but baseball you can get in, you know, especially if your team's bad enough for like $6. I Even saw the Giants good, game to go like to a, I, I saw it's $250 to go to a spring training game. 1000 people allowing in the Scottsdale like that's, I mean, that's a little egregious yeah that's that's not <laughs> worth it but it's just like you said it's outdoor give it a little more time because they play so much season they could have a large portion of their season played where you know the 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 uh, a lot of people Keeps are vaccinated growing. or whatever it's just like it's just people are filling stadiums to a greater degree than they do at the beginning of the year so yeah I mean well guy they they were filling it in the south when the vaccine didn't exist so the, I mean some of these states are going to be rocking and rolling from the jump also, the, Gi- guys- the Giants will have fans, I bet, with game one. Because the Warriors are about to, yeah, I think, I in the expect, next couple weeks. I would expect it. You can, as long now as the- you've got outdoor seating. So, Well, why, why couldn't you have 15,000, 20,000 people right now and just spread them out? You're talking about a Giants game? Yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, I would, I would think it's going to be. Maybe it drives the, the, Maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. 20,000 seats and the prices are higher. Yeah, I don't know if you can really price gouge season ticket holders, though. But that's true. Probably can't. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, I'll be interested to see what those uh, I'll go to game resale markets are. Because last go year to Giants game, go, hell yeah, I would go to Giants game. I drove by the park. I've driven by the park like several times the last couple of weeks. It's just I've driven down the Embarcadero by the park. Just been like, man, I could. God, it's been a while. You want to go to an A's game? Uh, you know, I haven't driven by that park lately. <laughs> I did see the maybe a gondola ride. But uh, but I went to an A's game. Line. I would go to an A's game. The one thing I will say you about got pay, you got paid to go. You got paid to go. Is, if they have fans, they they should turn off their in stadium fake fan noise. And I would imagine they do. It's unbearable to sit through. But I would imagine I was, they turn it off. I was BSing with an NBA assistant coach like oh, two weeks ago, and I asked him. I said, what's it been like? Is it kind of eerie, some of these stadiums? He's like, yeah, like Chicago or whatever, the massive ones you look up and see no one. He's like, it's really kind of weird. But a lot of times you don't notice it. He's like, the only time you notice really is when their fucking in-house music with an empty stadium is blaring in your ears. And people are like, turn this shit down. I can't even think. I know. It's bad. It's bad. The A's game I went to, it had the fake crowd noise and then the music because the players liked it. NBA. Uh... The NBA crowd noise I heard at the Warrior game was better. I didn't actually. I noticed the music more watching on TV. It annoyed me more than in person. But at the Warriors game, yeah, I, in person I barely noticed it. When I watch some of these games on TV, sometimes I'm like, "Can we turn this music down?" But that's I'm a that's you. a get off my lawn for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of get off my lawns, did you see? We got to do another one of those this week. There was a game. What game was it? Where one team was wearing orange and one team was wearing red for the first half? Oh, it was an NBA game. It's like folks. The, the the Atlanta Hawks told the Thunder or like con- contacted the league, and the league I guess contacted the Thunder or the Hawks. I I, might, I have one of the two teams whoever had to change yeah. their uniform. 
during the game, were, somebody contacted I saw you? the I saw the still photo. They were all they looked this fucking same. Like, again, hey everybody. One team was in the wrong. They just grabbed the wrong jerseys. Oh, they brought the wrong jerseys? Well, or maybe you're right. They're just trying to do all these new jerseys. The rules have been thrown out. They think no one's paying attention. We I can just wear any jerseys we want. Up and like nobody's yeah. even checking. I had, was, were you on the DM too? Where someone was like, the Rockets jerseys are pissing me off and showed the old picture of the Rockets jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready though. It's, we're, I, I think we're not even scratching the surface. Uh, what are you talking about? Of just, especially baseball and basketball. They've lost so much money. Like the NFL oh, is the like, yeah, we, we yeah, took, they're gonna the NFL is like, we took a hit, and then it's like, oh, we just got a uh, hundred billion dollars worth of signed contracts. We're good again. <laughs> the baseball is still, I think, a lot of half the owners are probably a little uneasy about this. They're cool with doing the full season just because they think fans are going to be allowed from the jump. But it is, it's a little stiffer operation to make some cash. Here's right? the good thing for them: that's where the concerts are going to be first, potentially at baseball stadiums instead of instead of basketball arenas. Yeah, because they're bigger, right? You got forty-five thousand seats instead of twenty. Yeah, well, and you get more people in there. I do. Whenever I watch indoor games anywhere else, though, the places are looks like a decent amount of crowd. Yeah, it's true. But all right, well, maybe baseball won't break that bank. But I'm with you. They are going to do everything and everything to make their money. MLB Top Shot coming soon. MLB Dogecoin. All right, Middlecoff, the uh, NFL draft is in Cleveland this year. It's on April oh. 29th. April 29th is the uh, first round of the NFL draft. If I told you, here's a date every year, tell me what the day is of that date. Wouldn't There's only two. If I told you the, uh, the NFL draft, April 29th, what day of the week? You, just, you know it's a Thursday. It's yep. just like the NFL, the Super Bowl on a Sunday. Uh, so we've got two months, basically, to figure out whether or not the Texans are going to trade Deshaun Watson on April 29th. Not to get off topic, should they make it like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Are they screwing themselves a little bit? By taking it over the weekend? Could you argue go maybe Wednesday, Thursday, and then leave the other crowd for Friday? I would much prefer. Now they need the whole day, but no, why not? Why not make the whole day? It doesn't day? matter for them. If Saturdays or Mondays are all the same days for them. Well, I just wonder if their weekend gets a little more eyeballs because it's all day long a Saturday as opposed to all day long a Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You might have a point there. And Tuesday, Thursday, just, Friday, Thursday Saturday. is a better TV night, I guess, than Tuesday. Yeah. But they could make it a good TV night. I mean, why not do it That's Monday? Funny. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Spread the whole thing out. You're right. People wouldn't watch. Could you just go Monday through Sunday and just go one round a night? Yeah, but uh, maybe they would. Well, I don't. I mean, do you watch Saturday, hour five? I mean, we do watch, but. could I think you, maybe you could just change it Monday through Sunday and just have one, one round a day. Yeah. Join us tomorrow for round seven. I would not put it past them. If you tell me, John, do you think the one day the draft will change? I would say 100% over the next decade. I mean, it makes sense to maximize your prime times. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Deshaun Watson, though. Sorry. April 29th. Is that the day he gets traded? I would say that week if they're going to trade him. Because I don't think, you know, it's pretty clear. It's well, I mean, it's well documented. He wants out. He told them he wants out. I don't think this is just like, you know, I kind of want to move. But if I'm stuck here, I'll live here. It's like, I'm leaving. I ain't coming back. Screw you guys. Uh, I just think the question is, are they like right? It does not behoove them to do anything right now. Same with Sam Darnold. Like the rush to make this evaluation for all these teams is predicated on the draft. 
And this year, because it's been so crazy, especially for the Texans, for example, they just got a new general manager. He's trying to fire everyone in the organization, which he kind of has him and Easterby. But you got to have your draft board. Like you wouldn't trade for picks a guy of this stature until you really had a good feel for like what you feel of the draft, right? Because they don't even have any picks. So yeah, right in now, terms they, of they, how how you value the Dolphins' pick, or how you value what the Jets would send you, or how you value the Niners' twelfth pick, right? But he also. I mean, he's claimed through reports that he would go to the Jets or the Dolphins, which matters. He does have a no-trade clause. And we were kind of looking at his contract. Someone told me this a while back, and it makes sense once you really dive into his contract. The true, true money he got up front is actually way less than most quarterbacks. And a big part of that is because most young quarterbacks... I guess Carson... Did Carson Wentz have a no-trade? I guess Jimmy does. Obviously, Deshaun does. And Russell Wilson does. So the no-trade clause... You know, factors into Deshaun Watson because he can do anything. I don't think Stafford did. No, did Goff? Kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. but even if he did, Goff would have waived it to keep making his money, right? For sure, right? Uh, um, you see, McVeigh's like, you know, if I could take it back, I, pr- I probably, I've had to, I could have done a better job of coaching him, slash being nice to him. Always easy to say after the fact. Once you've had a few Way days, easier. you're like, yeah. once you've each done each other, text like, "Hey man, it was real." You yeah. know, we did a lot together. Good she was a great. She, w- she was a great girl. We just weren't meant to be together. Right. It She's going to do great things with her and her. New I think family. in the end, it was better for him to get a fresh start. Yeah. It wasn't even on her. It was a me problem. Yeah, I didn't like her enough. Was, yeah, we were bad match. Um, so I I think with. Deshaun, the other part of the money, because this is what Pro Football Talk Florio wrote, it would cost him $20 million to sit out this year because he's set to make $10 million this year. And next year he's set to, in cash, and next year he set, he, what did he make last year, like 29 Yeah, a lot. And next year, and he's made, I think he made 41 in his career leading up to the new contract. I think a huge part of that was the $27 million signing bonus. Last year. Last year. On, and, and then his right. rookie salary. So it was basically his rookie salary plus $27 million. So this year's 10 Next year's like 35 But if he holds out, if he sits out the whole year, it's not really a holdout. If he sits out the whole year, then it bumps the contract back. And so he would make $10 million in 2022. Because he goes on a tear. 20 million. 22, 23, and 24 making $35 million a year. Right? It's like bam, bam, bam. This is really the year to you could... <laughs> The fact that he's making ten makes him even. You you could argue you get another first round pick for him because he's making ten million dollars. <laughs> incredible deal this year, really incredible deal. And you don't have to pay that twenty seven million signing bonus. You just you would gladly play, pay year to year thirty five million dollars a year for Deshaun Watson. Uh, I just I, I I do wonder like his cap hit when, this year, John's fifteen million. Next year it's forty. So this year he's very tradable. He's. He, I, like, if I'm going to trade for Deshaun Watson, I want to trade for him this year, not next year. Well, to me, Obviously. the whole thing. If you're the Texans, you want to take advantage of his values at all-time high. I heard one of the Ringer guys, was it Kevin Clark, say that based on a football outsiders, and at, at, listen, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt, it was like one of the just individually quarterback play. It was like individually one of the great quarterback seasons ever. And it, then the argument grew, like quarterback win-loss, you know, record relation to play like he was he had the best year of his career by a mile he was excellent I mean he was elite last year 33 and like seven 
but his team won four games, right, and drafting number three overall. Their defense, like the Raiders, was hideous, and coach fired. Like, they had a lot going on there. Romeo Cornell, listen, I mean, he's, he was a head coach for... Remember, Bill got fired pretty early, right? Because they started like 0-4, 0-5, and it was a disaster, and then he just got fired, and people were like... I'll never forget when the Bill O'Brien got fired, and I, I remember reading like the Schefter tweet. That, that was pretty shocking, because they had basically just given him the keys to you know do a full remodel, and then halfway through the remodel... They just kicked him out of the house, and then it was just chaos. So, you know, I I just think that Deshaun Watson is going to be traded if, if he gets traded, which is the right move if you're the Texans, but you have to wait till the draft. Like, I don't think it's going to happen in March 17th. So any team, the Jets, some of these teams, just because Sam Darnold makes it, or Jim, and we've been talking about Jimmy makes it, does not mean that they're the starting quarterback, because this is a domino like, we have some idea what the differences with Russell. Like, for the Niners, he ain't going to the fucking Niners, right? Now, could Russell eventually wave for Miami or New York? Potentially, right? I, I think you could always be talked in. I, I I don't necessarily think Russell's list is, like, set in concrete. Do you? Uh, no. It's... To me, it's... Well, this week, does he hate the Seahawks? How desperate is he to get out? And that can change, right? Where I do time. think Deshaun is just going to have to be a little open-minded. Like, hey, we will trade you, but you're going to go to this team. Are you going to be willing to say no if that's their best deal and that's like, where they're going to send them? That's where it could get kind of tricky. Yeah, the thing them. with that, though, is once they're saying that, it means they're willing to trade him. And once they're willing to trade him, they can't keep him. So once they're willing to trade him, I do think he has a little bit of ability to say, no, I'm okay, you've, you have acknowledged you're willing to trade me. I'm not going to the Jets. So find something else. I do think he has some of that leverage because. But I thought he just wanted to get Robert Sala. Yeah, but I'm just. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, I do think he still would have a little bit of leverage because once because they that means they have totally changed their philosophy once they've acknowledged they're willing to trade him. You're right. It might take a few days because you do. I think like the move. I bidding. think the move for them to do it is around the draft because then they get some sweet draft picks and it's easier to pivot. Especially if they if they get one of those top picks, Miami, New York, and take a quarterback. It's a, I actually think he makes way more sense with Miami or New York than he does with the Niners. If those teams want to get involved, they just have something the Niners can't even begin. He to. makes more sense for the Texans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But the risk for them, it's you can you can hold on to him too long if you wait past the draft. And the Dolphins go, well, all right, I guess we're just drafting Zach Wilson. Or we're whatever. We're Now, I guess if they don't do it, if they were to Because both those two teams have quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm just saying you're, now all of a sudden your return drops. Your potential yeah. suitors drop. If the Jets it'd be were to, Gruden, It'd be a Gruden-level deal, right? But if Gruden could do it over, they would have traded Khalil Mack before that draft. Like, it's stupid to trade a guy in the fall. Right. When, they, when their value is sky high. That's bad business. It just simply is. It was bad business for the Jets. It was bad business because you, you don't dictate the, the pick. And I saw a lot of people arguing this. Someone put this out there, and it's 100% true. The following year's pick is discounted as a following year's pick. Now, you know, so if you give me a first rounder, that gets docked 20%, which is basically a second rounder. Now, if that it doesn't mean it's set in stone. That can change. Like the Texans, for example, pick number three. But we saw when the Jets got the, the Seattle Seahawks first-round pick, we had a pretty good idea. Like, that's not going to be any good. And what happened? It wasn't any good. It's in the, right. you know, 23 yeah. or 24. The odds, if they say, well, we'll run the risk that we can get a better pick next year. 
The odds are just low. Wait, you've got a team that he's willing to go to, and they have the third overall pick? You just, so you Doesn't it feel like out of all these trades, the Texans' situation with their pick for a big trade from a good team is the outlier situation in recent memory of, like, hitting the top five? I mean, that's unheard it's, of. It, it's... It's almost too perfect for them. Like, you don't get this lucky to have a player just... Like, look what happened. Now, it's not the same situation because the level of player. But look at, like, what Washington went through with Trent Williams. Ultimately, he kind of dictated where he went what they really get. Now, it's, maybe that's a bad example just because they weren't going to get much anyway. But the point is just... What do they... The year before he sat out, they could have got a first-round pick for sure. Yeah, that's true. Or if he had... Or if he didn't have a no... Tra- if he didn't control the destination, maybe they could have gotten more, too. But by then he had sit out a year, and he was telling people he wouldn't take their extension. Like at the time, they probably easily could have just traded if, him for if a first he round wasn't, pick. If he was willing to take anybody's extension, they they might have been able to get more for him because there could have been a bidding. There was no bidding yeah. really because he was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to that." Was it Detroit? He said he wouldn't go to. I'd say I'd say any good player now though d- kind of does that now. Like those days are over. Just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna trade you. Uh, t-. They used no, to, for sure. People I, used to trade people to the Raiders, and they'd be like, Richard Seymour. Remember, it's like I'm not fucking playing for the Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> like those days are done. The point is, and just, ultimately Seymour got fucked. And for he them had to, to play, but he didn't want to. It, for them to get a top three pick, if they were to roll the dice and not trade him, it's just the odds are against them that they would get a pick as good as what they could get this year. And you're right. Get their I'd own say pick it, back, which I don't know if that makes it feel worse or. Kind of makes it feel worse if you're them. It does, but I think it just it is is water under the bridge. I think the odds of them if they waited till after this draft and the Jets or the Dolphins pick was on the table, the odds of them ever sniffing a pick that good again moving forward would be under five percent. Right? If you just look at the history of the league, the history of big well, trades, that's just not the way it works. Especially especially when, when you're trading a quarterback, he's good. So if yeah. I'm trading a pick that I won't get until he's already on their team, the odds of that being a good pick are bad because he's good. So think of it, what it took for to their point team on the suck. Bears. Like once you send them the good player, you want the pick right now while they're still bad, not once they get good yeah. next year. Because remember, if they would have traded the Bears, Khalil Mack before the draft, the Bears dra- drafted Roquan Smith that year. Like the Bears pick at the time was like I think it was eight or nine. Like it was eight because it was right ahead of the Niners. Remember the Niners took McGlinchey. Do you think they'd flip flop Roquan, who's like a star? Uh, but that it just. But then you might not get Fred. Who knows? But the point is like. The Bears would have gladly given you pick eight and next year's one, right? Instead, right. Khalil gets there, they win the division, and that pick turns out to be 24 for Josh Jacobs. You got it. If you're if you're gonna trade them and it feels like they don't have a choice, you have there is no if, ands, or buts, you gotta do it before the draft. The the Especially given who's sniffing around on them, right? Yeah. Most times I'd say a team drafting one or, or two or three would not be that interested in Deshaun in the sense of it doesn't he make sense for us to get three or four picks. No. Uh, I do think the X factor here is that we do have to kind of wonder if Houston acts like most teams should should act and will act. No, they don't. But at the end of the day, Nick Casario understands value. He has to. He was around Bill. Thank you. Took decent notes. <laughs> Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience 
because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping as always. And you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff curated right now. Go to butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars i'm gonna give you the same advice i gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy he just came from the doctor they said they told me i gotta shave i said gotta get two more like it and i sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from manscaped it's gonna be the mvp for him and for you this March, go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling. Every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code ham. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Very interested to see if we get another layer of Russell Wilson news this week, one way or the other. Could be the Seahawks leak something, and it makes it look like maybe the relationship is fractured a little bit more. Um, and that will, I would say, accelerate or at least just keep this discussion in the mix. If I asked you, what are the chances 
that the Raiders, Saints, Bears, and Cowboys have all called John Schneider just to check in on the situation. What would you say the chances are that that's already happened? 100% they all did. Yeah. It'd be malpractice not to. I, honestly, it'd be... I don't even know if malpractice... It'd be a fireable offense. Like, you deserve to get fired if you did not make the phone call. Honestly, guy, when did that story come out? Like, Thursday or Friday? You would have been on the phone with him that day. Like, that tweet. Um, was that tweet meant for them to, like, the bat signal for them to call? Yeah. Because how... Mayock wouldn't just randomly call the Seahawks like, hey, how about Russ, right? <laughs> yeah. But once that, that alerts you. It, yeah. it felt... Not at the time, I'm dumb. But it makes perfect sense. That was a bat signal. The... Well, you also, you know, it also could have been. It, Did it we talk about that? It might have been a bat signal. We didn't talk about that as being agent. a bat signal. Yeah, I'm saying from Russell's camp oh, right, right, to right. those teams. Yeah. Yeah. Russ, there's a bat signal from Russ and his 55 people around him to get it out to those four teams. Well, it wasn't even like calls. a leak. It was just the agent's name is in the, in the tweet. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's not asking for a thing, but if it became available, here are the four teams. You, you, AK, you. AKA, please you. call. Come forward. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know. Uh, the conversations have been had, and there hasn't been a report yet, at least, that the Seahawks were, uh, the, the Raiders were told, absolutely not. That story hasn't happened. The Bears, there's been no leak about it. The Bears were told, no way, Jose. Russ is staying in Seattle. Before the story broke, Mike Silver had said on NFL Network, I saw that he had tweeted it out, just like of his own hit, that he had heard that if anything were ever to start, the starting point would be three ones. But don't even, like, that's just the starting point. Three first-round picks. That was, like, last week when it was simmering before the athletic article bomb, which led to Schefter's tweet. So maybe there's just been a build-up process to this, right? You just, you just take steps. Deshaun just basically was like, I'm out. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I'm fucking out. I'm not playing. It was just very, Russell's been, you know, I like Pete, but he wouldn't listen to me. And Pete's like, ah, I used to like Russ, but, he, you know, you guys want him to cook, and I don't think he's a great cook. <laughs> And it's like this back and forth that's like growing because it's already simmered. My take on their situations is really it's simmered the last couple of years. Yeah. And because it's a high-level operations is what high-level operations do, it's not totally getting out, right? But it took – Russell's like, you know, fuck it. Or maybe his agent was like, let's push this forward a little bit. And then they've kind of both together in a weird way, indirect way, pushed – been cool with it because they're already – you know, I I don't even know how to put this. Like, not best friends anymore, but just it's it's probably a little bit of an awkward working relationship these last couple of years. When it looks, if you just watch them on a random night, you're like, God, Seattle's so good. God, Russell's so good. God, Pete just keeps winning. It just shows you they're just both so good at their job. Like a, like the shitty organizations is Deshaun, Jack Easterby, Bill O'Brien. Like that. That's what bad looks like in the NFL. To me, the Seattle's like what. High level, little. It's got a little Belichick Patriot feel on a lower level to it. Yeah, the Texans are trading away the guys Deshaun wants around, right? Trading away DeAndre Hopkins, whereas the Seahawks are still trying to acquire players, actively I, I, trying Pete, to win. The would you agree that Pete and John Schneider never in a million years trade away DeAndre Hopkins? Like they love that. Guy. Yeah, the, the the relationship has not. It's it's they they want Russell Wilson to be the MVP and the Super Bowl champion. That's what they want, even if it makes their life with him. More difficult. That's what they want. And it feels like Russ feels they don't kiss his ass quite enough. Which is, yeah, which leads us to why are the Raiders on his list? I know why the Saints are on his list. Why? To me, that's because he could win a championship as Sean Payton's quarterback. I'm with you. Right. By the Cowboys. Uh, 
Because, I mean, it's just as big a star as you can possibly be. Literally. The, the, the Fox and CBS's star. lead TV analysts are Cowboys quarterbacks. Yeah. They are the star. I think, they're, I think their home base is the star. And they are just the star of the league. They were shitty, and their television ratings are just stupid. And Andy probably imagines, imagine if I could win a Super Bowl at the Dallas Cowboys. I'd become one of the greatest stars in the history of the NFL. On a minimum level, doesn't he think, you just put me on the Cowboys, we're in the mix. Yeah, that's what I meant. And then I started thinking, well, <laughs> then he thinks, what if I win a championship? You don't even have to win a championship to become the face of the league, which is kind of what Tony Romo has become one of the faces of the league, right? They actually would be pretty They got Amari Gallup and uh, well, that's CD the, with That's him. the other thing. We're probably downplaying why he thinks they could be good. Their offense would be sweet. The Bears? I get that. Massive I mean, historical market. Historical organization. But they've been viewed, Solid. I think, the last three years. God, if they just had a quarterback, yeah. they'd be right in there in the mix in the NFC. Raiders. Market? One playoff, 18 years. So, I... <laughs> One. I would guess he's had some really good conversations with John Gruden. Not just QB camp, John Gruden whatever year that was, 2012, when Russ came out. Yeah. Um, but Monday Night Football, John Gruden. I would imagine John Gruden has sat down with Russell Wilson and has made Russell Wilson feel special. I bet John has asked him a bunch of questions about how great he is, how he does all the amazing things he does, and has mostly given him a really good vibe. That's just my guess. From Monday Night Football production meetings, um, I would imagine they've had several reaction, uh, interactions that Russ would view as positive. I would probably agree with you. I mean, they've Seattle, right when Russ got there, became such a powerhouse. They were on Monday Night Football multiple times for, I'd say, every year. John Obviously, John was there the entire time up until the last three years. They interacted a lot. And I, I would imagine if we went back and really did a study that John probably thought he was really good before a lot of – at the time when people were nitpicking him, right? Because in fairness, like he was carried – uh, you know, by a defense and a run game, but he but he would make these extraordinary plays. So yeah, and I think a huge element has to be like Vegas is a sweet place to play if you're a player. It, it makes huge money, no state income tax. He's a, been on the West Coast now for a while, so on the West Coast, he's got a place in L.A. Right, Not easy far shot from to LA. L.A. Yeah, and there's a market like you could be the first superstar in Vegas because they let's call it what it is like. They don't even have – I wouldn't say anything close to a superstar in this team, right? I for, mean, for an NFL level. Yeah, not since uh, – he, you know, Sinatra is the star of Vegas, right? Yeah. I mean, they just Maybe Ciara. Maybe that's part of it. We've talked about that. Be a star in Vegas. I was looking – for some reason, I thought Kaepernick, he was the year before, because I was going to be like, God, has there ever been a draft with quarterbacks taken after the first round that are more famous than Russell Wilson, Nick Foles, and Colin Kaepernick, and all their careers are completely different. But it was the same third round. I, I think it still rings true. Has there ever been two quarterbacks taken in the third round who are more famous in the same draft than Russell Wilson and Nick Foles? Both of them just are legends in the NFL for different reasons. That's a great, that's a great call. Uh, it just uh, Who else Kaepernick went? Were there any really quarterbacks going the second round of that draft? Luck was the first one. I mean, but I mean, first were round. there any second round quarterbacks? Uh, Osweiler. Mm. <laughs> that was the only one. It helps your second round QB theory. But I. But this. It's here's the other thing. Russ might watch the. I wouldn't shock me if Russ has watched, seen the looks. Looks at the Raiders and goes Waller, Rugs. Maybe likes. I, uh, well, the football it makes offensively. Some sense. They've invested in offensive linemen over the years. 
I think from a brand standpoint, because Russell's going to look at any team like I can win there. He could become a mega superstar of Vegas, right? I, I, he's huge now. I mean, he's, I'd say the face of the league is Tom Brady. Then there's a, the next tier, which is a little lower because Tom's just elevated himself. He's on that next tier. If it's, you know, I'd say Rodgers, Russell, Mahomes, Gronk, like a short, maybe JJ, like a short list of just rock star superstars that just enormous followings. They're big, they're kind of like NBA players. He's on that list. He doesn't need Vegas. But I bet him and his money team go, we could use Vegas to our advantage, things that Seattle sure. can never give us. Yep. And he's not wrong. Because if, if they traded for Russell Wilson, it would be huge. <laughs> for the right. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a seismic trade in the history of the league. You could argue in the history of sports, right? Just, I was going to say an MVP quarterback. He's technically never even got a vote, but he feels like one. But he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback in the prime peak of his powers. Who's viewed as an he is an MVP caliber player, even though it kind of feels like he's never going to win one. But maybe that you, I do think a narrative. You go to Vegas, he'd have a lot of momentum. If you just tell me the Raiders are in the playoffs next right. year, Russell, how does he not win it? I'd be like one playoff, eighteen years. One playoff, eighteen years. And the one year they made it, the Chiefs on Monday night. Well, think about this: the one year the Raiders did make it, and that year Derek broke his ankle. Derek was going to win the MVP. You get credit for taking shitty teams and making them good. Now, this team isn't shitty, but they're definitely, as we've talked over and over, they're not close to the playoffs. They're needy. They need Very things. needy. Yeah. They need things. I, I, from you a, think he knows? Is he factoring that stuff in? You think? Winning? Well, like, the, the, like this team's defense sucks and like how many other things they need. Or is he just looking at it simply like, yeah, my defense sucked too. Yeah, I... I <laughs> I think it, almost every team needs stuff, right? But they're a pretty needy guy. They had one of the worst defenses ever. Oh, I know. I know. I but it might not be. He, it's 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 this weird mix of like. That's why I said this the other day. The teams on Russ's list are all. They're not. There's no like common theme to them. Like they're different in their own yeah. ways. It's not like the Saints, the Steelers, and the Rams. You'd be like, oh, three playoff teams, three teams he thinks he can right. win a Super Bowl. Or like right? the Rams, the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Jets, the Giants. I'm like, all right, I get it. Now, <laughs> you markets. could also argue, well, go to the Saints and win, you're a star. Go to the Bears and win, you're a star. Go to the Raiders and win, you're Go anywhere, really. Just but he's, go, guy, he's winning now and he's a star. I know. So right. it's it's this whole mix of... I, 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 uh, you know what? There is one common thread between the four of them. They all have offensive head coaches, which seems like... You know, from reading that article, was it Wickersham? There is this, he feels like the offense kind of get, that, that we don't play offensive football, even though as you pointed out to me. When no, talk- Wickersham was another guy, it was, that, it was Sando and his crew. Oh, that's right, it was the athletic guys. Gruden's style is kind of Pete Carroll's style. Yeah. <laughs> but Gruden does, you know, he's got, he makes you think he, he, he wants to th- throw <laughs> some bombs, do some stuff. He, feel, he feels the way he's talked about, like more offensive, Peyton, Andy Reid would really he's just like slamming Josh Jacobs and throwing play action shots to Waller. But it sounds cool in theory. And has Russell like broken down Gruden's return? You know, his tendencies on third and long are exactly what I'm looking for. Pete doesn't do that. No, that's not the case. I love I think his we list to have been Bucks and Chiefs. The one thing, the moment that was tweeted out by Schefter, the only team that has a true starting quarterback under contract is the Raiders. Right. <laughs> like the Cowboys, Dak is a franchise not under contract. The Bears franchise tags do uh, next week get cut at any moment, and then who is the Saints? Other? The Saints literally don't have one. Breeze is going to show up the first meeting, like, "Hey guys, what's uh, what's Russ doing here?" Like, "Oh, Drew, uh, we never heard from you." 
Yeah. I wonder if Drew's like, hey, guys, I'm playing for the minimum. I'm back. And they're like, oh, well, actually, we're just, <laughs> I, you know. Oh, minimum, good, fantastic. I, 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 yeah, thanks for the idea, but we, yeah, we're just, I thought we were looking forward to retirement with you, bro. Like, what? We had this position. Well, honestly, do you office. think the Saints, would they want him back for the minimum? I don't think so. I don't, I think they're ready to move on. Yeah, just we got to move on. I also think that video that went viral of Brees, he is still like relative to the rest of society, <laughs> even at 42, dramatically better athlete than everyone else. He probably just sees stuff. He wants to move fucking some, some iron. Yeah, but right? the, it's just, it's a story because he hasn't retired yet. A little weird. Is yeah. there some bonus but he's going to get here if he waits? We've already talked about the timeline. The timeline, it's not like they need him to retire today. I'm just saying, a lot of times it's like, oh, this is, we treated the whole year like it was his farewell year. Usually when you do your farewell, five o'clock hits, you get your box, you clean out your office, and you head for the elevator. I could see him like, yeah, I'm not really feeling going to work at the network yet. Like, I'll play, uh, cool guys, I'll play for a million. I'm worth maybe 400 million. Maybe he watched million. Brady and was like, maybe I can go somewhere else and be, you know, maybe watch Brady. Like, ah, look at this. Maybe I don't even have to be a saint. I feel like Kyle would want him if he fucking, they cut him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know he'd be the Niners, for the minimum the quarterback. <laughs> I, I I mean no. Steve Berman, the athletic, wrote a piece about the Warriors. Barry, sports guy, wrote a piece about the Warriors uh, TV ratings. Based off uh, our guy Greg Papa uh, said that the Warriors last year did a three point eight eight, and this year we're doing a seven a seven point three six. Berman, Ooh. according to an NBC source, said last year uh, by his numbers they did a three three, and this year they're doing a six point four which is pretty good for a basketball team that, you know, is right now seventh in the West. Um, they Put are some context, like a good NFL game is like 15, you know, when the Raiders are kind of average to below in the Bay does still does like a 10, like the NFL's King. Yeah. Right. Well, no, a good Niner game is like, remember last year, a couple when they were humming, were like low twenties. Remember a couple of Monday yep. night games, were like 22. I remember 24. we were guessing big games in the 21, 23 range. Some I remember when the Warriors were huge, 73 wins. They were doing close to like 10s. I remember like 8 to 10. They were doing huge number. It was, I think it blew, it, I mean, it was it was galling to the business of local sports uh, television here, yeah. right? They made so much money. It was crazy. It was, it was out of nowhere. It, well, this, this no, it doesn't surprise me that they're doing well because I've just kind of felt like they're, I mean, Steph is back, obviously. They've played in some good games. They've won some games. They've got a guy that creates a little interest in James Wiseman when you have a top, top type high end lottery pick. Um, people need things to watch, all that. But I, I have just kind of felt just talking to people, people just ask, just ca casual conversations. Like, Did you watch the Warrior game? Is like a thing, just a casual thing um, that I, when I just talk randomly about sports to people, it comes up or talk to somebody, run into somebody in the street and they'll be like, hey, how about the Warrior? Like it's just a, it's out there that kind of just in the, in the conversation. So it doesn't surprise me, but, but, Papa seven plus. If it was seven plus average, that would I'd be really impressed. Six four is pretty impressive, given that this is not like a championship team. In your lifetime, where would you count your just overall interest in the NBA right now for you since you've been like ten years old, where you're at right now in your mid thirties? Yeah, I would say you know when I was ten, I would say when I was like eight nine, it was really high. Where I was living around the Phoenix Suns, the good Suns teams. Barkley had a poster. Um, then in the nineties, I loved watching Jordan and the bulls, but I didn't really have a team until the late nineties. When we, I watched, actually, I watched the Spurs in those days. So it was pretty high Kings late nineties, early two thousands, pretty high. Uh, after the Kings got bad, I would say my, 
my interest got pretty low. Like I remember first couple of years of co- uh, maybe that first year of college. I remember as a freshman, Derek Fisher hit the shot. That was a big moment. I remember watching that game. But I would say like mid 2000s, it was probably low. Lowest um, it's ever been in your like sports watching life. Uh, well, I mean, last season was probably that's, that's last season was I, as low as it's ever been. This year it got back. I just started watching again, but last year was was very low for me. But but you're talking last the Warriors. Years, like, do you feel you follow the league really closely? Uh, well, yeah. In, in that whole conversation I was making, I was the basketball at at a whole. I saw yeah. I followed the league a lot less in like like I'd say like oh five oh six oh seven oh eight those years college years. I was that was low. If it wasn't for the Warriors right now, I don't think I would watch that much basketball. I enjoy every once in a while, like I have a weird, you know, soft spot for Philly. So I and I just like the Sixers. I've always been a big Doc Rivers guy. And I gotta be honest, the Nets are kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, they really are. You couldn't pay me to watch most NBA games. Now I got multiple TVs, and that doesn't mean a game can be on in the background. But I've never watched less NBA basketball except for the Warriors. Like I do watch all their games. And a huge part of that is like there is a rock star element with Steph. And we've seen a couple times this year where it's just like on any given night, he can go for 40 and he's fun again. And there is an element to the NBA that I feel we can argue all day long about everything that happened with the league over the last couple of years. But it is that there is no disputing that it is. And maybe I follow this more closely just because of like Twitter and I follow these media people. There's an element of just lecturing the fan and it just can be exhausting sometimes. All the shit they have going on. Even just like the fight this weekend of like Zoltan and LeBron. It's like the NBA is always involved in this shit that doesn't help out their anything. And it just feels so stupid and it just exhausted me and I kind of tapped out but I still like watching the Warriors and I still basically watch every minute of their games. I I feel like I'm pretty fucking locked into the Warriors season and I don't like most of the NBA. Right? I'm just I like the Warriors. That's a very baseball, right? Ba- baseball is the most local. NBA historically has not. NBA historically has done really well, and from a na- their national games really matter. D- David Stern turned the NBA into a powerhouse on the backs of Jordan taking advantage of me and you. Yeah, right. Yeah, and but you and I have talked about this for years. Is and I've said it when it comes to college, any sport, you don't sell out your stadium on hardcore fans, right? Your number, the fans that tweet the most, those are not the people that sell out arenas. Your casual fan. AT&T Park, those are the people that create sellout day after day after day, year after year after year, because you generally, you're, not, you're just not going to have, you know, you got a season ticket base, but in terms of like your true hardcores, to become like a big deal in your market, you got to hit the casual people, the people who just, they're dropping their kids off at school, they're standing outside waiting to pick them up, and what do they talk about? Oh, did you watch the game last night? Like, not the people who necessarily know about all the rotations, uh, not the people that are complaining, like, oh, why doesn't Steph play more in the second quarter? Most of your fans are people that just say, oh, did you watch the game last night? Oh, how about that crazy, how about that crazy shot Steph had? That was cool, right? Those are yeah. most of your fans. Those might not be the, the, that may not be most of the people watching or listening to what we talk about, right? But those are most of your fans, the people who don't listen to sports talk all day long, the people who have other things they got to worry about uh, on a Sunday morning besides setting their fantasy lineup, like, that's most people. And Steph, you're right, just cuts through that noise so easily. When I think it's well documented that over the last five years, the NBA has had a precipitous drop off in those people, right? Their ratings have declined dramatically. Hardcore fell off a cliff. Uh, and I think it's not because 
the Bill Simmons of the worlds aren't watching, right? Even me, like I, I'm a hardcore sports fan, right? I'm going to watch the finals. And last year I did in the bubble, the heat. Like I was I actually had a little money on them. But like, I, I, that is not me or even you. It is all these other people that, and, and, and it really stood out to me this year. I knew countless people, probably a little older than us, you know, either late 30s, but definitely in their 40s, that revere Michael Jordan, as he's probably in my lifetime, our lifetime, probably most people listening lifetime, just the most revered athlete. Like, just there's a respect level with people that are probably a little bit older than us. They wouldn't have missed that documentary for anything, and it averaged like 6 million viewers. Yet the NBA games, those same people that were in my life that like were always texting me about the Jordan documentary, you couldn't pay those people to watch the current NBA, which is a problem, right? It's like, well, the, the NBA had this guy. They used to watch, and they even liked it. I remember being at a party years ago, the night that Clay hit uh, all those threes okay. against OKC. You're talking about the OKC Game 6? The OKC Game 6. And a couple nights later... Where were you when Clay was, scored 37 and a quarter against the Kings? I was on my couch. But that the, the game that he scored at OKC, I was in Fresno at a big party. I think it was Memorial Day. Uh, Memorial Day or veteran, whatever the day that comes first that's in May, mm. right? Because I, I remember a couple days later... I never know the answer to that question. I don't either. Uh, I think it was Memorial Day. And I, you and I went to Game 7 a couple days later. Yep. But that game, uh, that house was full of people that loved the Michael Jordan documentary that just five, six years ago, the NBA was pretty popular, right? It had this up-and-coming Warriors team, Kevin Durant, LeBron. There's an element to the NBA I think that's hard is their players, when you watch some of these things on like Barkley, Jordan, their shelf lives for like 10 to 15 years. Now, like some of these guys are going to play for like 20. I, I, I do think that's actually hurt the NBA in a weird way because we just get bogged down. Like, LeBron's popularity, I know it's big on, like, social media. I actually think it's been diminished, right? He peaked, like, three or four years ago. And he was huge. He's one of, I, I think he's the second best player I've ever watched. I'm not, I'm not even a LeBron hater as a player. But, like, any other LeBron story, like, I'm just out. I, I've heard it all for 15 years. I'm just exhausted from it. I, I, I don't, I don't consume that. Now, I did for 15 years of his career. But the last couple, I just, I'm just out. And I'm not even talking politics. I'm just talking anything. Like, you just say he's speaking after the game. Like, I'll just change the channel. I don't care. <laughs> I, I just don't. And that's a problem. Like, they've lost me a little bit that way. And I saw Coward had a good tweet today. And this is what makes the Warriors unique. Is, like, the Warriors, their base is pretty, like, when they're good or just interesting, their fucking fans are there. And Strauss wrote an article, like, a month ago that they were, like, the third team. And the other two teams were, like, the Lakers and the Nets, obviously. The Warriors were right up there in terms of views. Like, they, they're uh, well, a big deal to, like, moving the needle. You're talking about views on like a website, stories getting read. No, no, I was talking about the average NBA game view for a national gotcha. televised game. They were like third. I, I, you know, you know, they're, they they got they got a little NFL vibe to them. Just when you say the word well, Warriors, just, even an NBA hater goes, oh, they kind of perk up. Or LeBron, I think, could bring up a visceral like, oh, I'm just tired of that guy. Yeah, it could be. I, I, I you know, it's you can't say this with LeBron because everyone's always aware of where he is. I've always, I've for several years that we've talked about this. I've thought the NBA's number one issue. Is, is too much player movement. Now, that's good for players. It's not necessarily good for your product um, because you need people to just feel like, oh, Kevin Durant and the Thunder and blah, 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 blah. Steph Curry and the Warriors and blah, 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 blah. It's better when everyone's, when you got guys spread out too, and KD to the Warriors kind of, not ruined that, but started what we've got now, although maybe LeBron started it. But whatever. I, I do think that's part of it. And the Warriors are just so easy. People hate Steph or love him. Draymond. You know, obviously Clay's not there right now. That's why I think next year 
it's going to be even bigger for them. It, it, if they can just make the playoffs this year, even if they can't, but if they can make the playoffs this year, I think 2022 is going to be huge for the Warriors because Clay comes back. Wiseman is a big part of this, and clearly from watching him, there's just enough there that this guy is worth watching every night. Like he's, They got something with James Wiseman. Is he better than LaMelo in five years? I don't know. But they got some of this guy, right? Just like doesn't take a I agree. former NFL scout who like spent years watching people's uh, calf thickness to figure out James Wiseman's got something. He's enormous, and he's. You, you noticed the other day they were playing the Pacers, and Sabonis, who's fucking unreal. That guy's good. Sabonis is big, you know, but he's like six ten. Wiseman next to him it, it towered over him. You see Wiseman next to some of the bit now. Granted, some of the bigs in the NBA are now smaller. Yeah. He looks like a giant. But he really But does. he'll do like spin move. He does like he just tries stuff. He plays like he did the, he, he he plays hard. He did the old school Orlando Magic, uh Dwight Freeney 360 dunk, you know where they just spin really quick. And with Wait, the Orlando with the Magic pass, Dwight Freeney? Well, uh, Orlando Magic Shaq, but the Dwight Freeney spin. Shaq used to do the spin. You gave it to him in the post and he would oh, spin. He was such a football. freak athletically. Dwight Freeney did the spin as a pass rusher. Shaq did it in the post. Wiseman did it the other day, and it was just like, it's an unstoppable move. And a couple people tweeted at me, like, do you see the Shaq spin from Wiseman? I'm like, yeah, I did. That was sweet. And he's got the Anta deal. He's clearly acclimating with the team, right? He's got the same sponsor, shoe sponsor now as Clay. You, you watch him talk. You go, this guy, obviously, he'll fit in on a Steph Curry team as just like a guy. So I think they'll probably have clay at less than 100 percent next year i th- i think really they're they're from like a championship kind of target if they're going to have another shot it's probably 2023 when clay maybe can fully get back to 100 percent steph i think will still be in his prime we'll see what draymond looks like i watch i watch kurt you know and then you've got two years in the bag already a wiseman who's maybe next year can really give the kind of minutes you want i do watch steve sometimes and still think he moves just physically he doesn't look 100 percent to me Kerr. The so, coach? Yeah, I just wonder that like, he doesn't have to play any defense. I do wonder if if he's got like two, three more years and then he'll I just think twenty twenty two is kind of their might be their year to give it a run. You're saying you don't think Kerr's a coaching lifer? No, well that, and that's not breaking news, but I think it might be. I think it's this year. You just watch him and I, I watch him and think I think he'll I think in his mind he's he's gotta look at it like twenty twenty two we maybe we can make a run. That might be my year. I was on several text chains when they started 0-2 and, and their point differential was like minus 100. Does he retire midseason? Does he quit? <laughs> and it, everyone's like, yeah, I can see it. I was like, yeah, I can see it too. <laughs> like, this guy is not about the money. He's just doing this to try to win. I, don't, I wouldn't even blame him. I wouldn't want to fucking do this. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They, uh, they just need Clay to come back. No, I, I mean, if he can be 85% of what he once was, that would be a huge element. But, I, but back to the NBA a league that is very, very dependent on people watching the games, right? Way more, closer to football than they are baseball, and their in-house gate matters because my issue with resting was always like, the media doesn't get it because none of them have ever paid for a seat. But last year, I remember trying to go to the Zion game at SAC the night the corona hit. I remember just looking for tickets, and it's just really, you know, I've talked about this. NBA games are very, very expensive, right? I'm talking shitty teams. I think... So it's just... The, the product has to be part of it. I, I just, it felt like the product was a lot better when I was, we were growing up that, but that's where the warriors, like they need them to be good. Cause then you got three or four just star studded teams. For maybe sure. the league has a chance to be relevant. And the warriors are just a basic kind of. Do you agree with the LeBron thing? It just feels a little bit like 
There's just apathy with a lot of people about him. They had an opinion for a long period of time, good or bad. They hated him. It's just when you're around that long, it just kind of becomes meh. Well, I think with those guys, when you're around a long time, the, the, the championship number chase matters. How many can you know? How many can Kobe win with Shaq? How many can you know? Shaq's, I guess, additional championship came at a he would almost, came at a time. When he was like, he so won past like oh, he won like oh five. My, my point Wade though is, 06. I do think like the fa- if LeBron was doing all this on one team, I think it would feel different. I agree. Feels like, and that's part of it. Back to what you said, it's become a little bit of a mercenary league, right? And which is fine. It's like people are like that's their right. We get it. It's their right. The point of the sport though, and this is why the NFL is kicking the shit out of everybody. It's like the fans pay for everything, and the reading ratings get talked about. It's like, well, who's watching your game? Well, once you're uh, the majority of these teams in the league are aren't just not relevant; they're terrible. I mean, they're god off; they're hard to watch. So, if like if if Rodgers had left the Packers ten years ago, and it's like they've been stuck with all these different, that would suck. Like that's just part of it. And I'm not blaming LeBron for leaving, and he's probably even a bad example. But I, I think I heard someone say if you go back to the All Star game like two years ago. Like, there's one guy in the all-star picture out of the 24 that is still on the same team. Wow. It might have been three years ago. But it was it was relatively recent. The entire all-star game photo, one guy. Yeah. And it, it might have been, like, Steph. That's incredible. I guess it would have been Clay probably, too. But they might have been the two. It's like first-round quarterbacks that aren't good. Like that's, first-round quarterbacks aren't it, good. It, it, it did I, eventually catch up to the NBA, and I think that's kind of what they're going through right now. I, I think... It's in. It's the also best a better sport a, with fans. It really is. It is, but that's not. I. We, we were talking it's about their this fault. stuff before. It's not their before they didn't have fans, though. I do think it's yeah. in a sport's best interest for the facade of fans thinking players care about the team as much as I care about the team, and players like each other on their own team as much as I like them. Like I would imagine, if somebody walks up to Steph and starts talking to him, I would imagine they ask him at some point, like something that. That that shows that they think him and Clay are like super tight, or that shows that they, like hell, you know, Draymond. Did you see what Draymond posted? You know, it's the same when you meet somebody. When I meet somebody that you know, what do we talk about first? Like, oh, we talk about John. We have we have a mutual connection. So when fans want to connect with Steph, what do they think? They're, I'm just I've never heard Steph say this. My point is, it's good for fans to think that players on teams are friends. It's most players on most teams are not friend like hang out outside of work friends, right? And most players on most teams certainly they will take off their sweatshirt and put on a new sweatshirt of a different logo like that. And now sometimes, you know, I'm not saying it's just cold and hard for everybody like that, but I'm just saying it's good for a sport for fans to think the team they grew up watching the guys that they're rooting for also kind of care about the, you know, what is every best fans in America? It's like they every, this city, like, okay, I'm not saying all of that's BS. Not all of it's BS. But it's in a league's interest, any league, for the fans to think, to feel like the players care as much about the team, which, of course, they don't. A fan's been rooting for a team for 30 years. The guy just got here yesterday. So you can't oh. even, like, for a fan, it's about, like, my dad and I, and it's a whole different thing. But that's what you, when you start throwing guys all over, guys start going all over the place, just the, the, the lot, the, 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 um, imagination of the whole thing, the facade. The irony too is like the, 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 the players, like, I didn't have a choice to pick this place. They 100%. Picked me. <laughs> like, know? they'd be like, look, I came here as a free agent. Now you should know I love this place. Like, yeah, well, I mean, but, 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 but use this for example. Like, we were in junior high and high school when the Kings got big. 
And when I think about the Sacramento Kings, and I've been lucky to meet some of those guys through you, in Bobby Jackson, in Doug Christie, both those guys, like it felt like as a kid, in at you know between 14, 15, 16, 17, like these guys fucking shit, Vladi means a lot to him. And what happened? Both those guys worked for the team. Yeah, and you've seen them since. They take a lot of pride did in the too. Kings. I do think there's something to that. Your point, like. When, when you look at the Niners, right? why, 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 why does Ronnie and Joe and Steve and Brent Jones and all these guys such big deals? Because they feel like a part of the community. I do 100%. I'm not saying those relationships between players and communities don't exist. No, but I'm saying the NBA, they don't. You think like Harden is going to like Houston? Like, no, he didn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It used to matter. Yeah. Charles Barkley talks about Phoenix. He still lives there. He loves the place. And Philly, he still goes on to Miss Nelly. And I think when people listen to him, like he feels like Philly have a connection to him. I don't feel the connection has just kind of been lost. That the NBA, a lot of times, that's where the Warriors are unique. It feels like you know Steph and fucking Clay and Draymond are kind of ride or die, right? Why, yeah, it's look. You don't. Well, think I think Kobe. The, that's why Kobe, LeBron can win all these championships. He'll never sniff Kobe's impact on Los Angeles because Kobe was one of them. Why do you literally think, build his life around? Who do you think was in charge of re-signing Buster Posey or extending Buster Posey to a big contract? Uh, the, the owner? Uh, just anybody. When, when the when the players who are clearly going to be past their... Who, yeah, the people who are thinking about the marketing of a player. Like, my fans connect with this guy. That's why it's important to keep him around. And Baseball Ops goes, yeah, but uh, we could replace him with three other catchers and get the same production for one-fifteenth of the cost. And they go, yeah, but what do we do for our preseason TV promotions package? How do we sell Buster Posey? We need bobblehead nights and we need meet and greets and we need all this other stuff. Like that's, there's a reason they do it, right? It, it helps them make money. One thing I think has really been lost in the modern day media. And I'm talking about mainly the NBA, but I think it works for any, you know, guy that's covering the team that becomes close with players. They end up sticking for those players. And a lot of times those players, and you alerted me to this a long time ago, don't always match up with the fans. We're back in the day when you're like, you couldn't write that now. Were the, were the columnist, a Lowell Cone or whoever, it still happens in the Northeast a lot, crushes a player for lack of loyalty or whatever, kind of was speaking for the fan. And at the end of the day, all this fucking shit is paid for by the fans. What, what the media does would not exist without fans. They literally consume all the content. The money, like... If the fans did not exist watching the NBA, it would just be unreal players at the Y. Right? That's what it would be. It's generated because people watch. That's why the NFL is crushing it right now. Because they have the most people watching. It's, that's, it's period, point blank, end of story. They, their ratings are the highest. That's, that's it. That's their success. You know, and I, I think it gets lost. And you see, if you spend time on social media, it's like it's very anti-fan. Which I'm glad. Because I'm also in the space and that guy's going to lose. Because that guy will continue and continue to talk to less and less people. And I just think the fan often gets, the fan pays for everything, either with their time, which as anyone knows as they get more, as they get older, is much more valuable. Your time is way more valuable than actual money. And then on top of that, your money. If you do go to games or pay for direct TV, if I, you know, the NFL fan has been doing it forever, right? Because they live in different areas to get, I guess, all sports fans, right? If you if you get if you're a diehard basketball, baseball, or football, you get the ticket or the package, right? Wherever you, if you live in Seattle, but you're a huge Yankee fan, right? Or whatever. I mean, you can do the yeah. wherever you live, yeah. and you don't get it. Like that guy is the lifeblood of the media and of the leagues. And I think the NBA has done the worst. And I do think their media plays a part in this of being kind of anti-fan, and that's a mistake. It just it just is. Well, the, the NBA has kind of been anti-fan for a while now. Not the war. The Warriors are good at that. But the league as a whole, 
And I'll give LeBron credit. LeBron actually is smart with that shit. But like there, some of these other players, like Kyrie and Russell Westbrook, over the years, like, come on, guys, what are you guys doing? But but I would argue Russell's been really good for the NBA. Like he was an easy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's an he's an easy consumption. Yeah, because he's fucking. Yeah, fun. You, I wish he was still yeah. on the Thunder, but uh, he's an feels a little irrelevant now. He's an, but, it, well, he for sure does. Um, but you know, I I, I think the point. Back to the original, original, just in terms of the Warriors, is they're they're in a better spot. If you told me they were the seventh seed this year, they've they're in a better spot than I would have thought they'd be in, just in terms of like how interesting they are. And part of that is the rookie. Part of that is Wiseman is just easy. But you know, it's it's. I think Steph. I, Steph has reminded people. Steph looks to me like he's in his prime still, right? And I think people just. I think part of it was with Kevin. He kind of he did give up a little bit of just his star making potential. And then he's gone for the year, and I, he is—he I, I, looks like he's in his prime this year. I—I I I think agree. his prime is longer than I thought it was based on how he looks this year. Well, I think the one thing's clear, just in all sports, is the health aspect of these guys now has changed. Yeah, yeah. It's no longer. This is what I was talking about. The guys' careers, like Charles Barkley, played 14 years, right? Magic played 12. Part of it is your year start. Your career starts earlier because you only play in college. You don't for play a year. in college forever. Yeah. You know? that, that, that adds a couple Now, I do think sure. one thing somebody told me recently who, who was in the league for a long time kind of understands the way it works is, like, a lot of guys are coming in the league, he claimed, with the knees of, like, seven-year veterans because they play so many AAU games. And Why'd Chris Mullen think that? It was, <laughs> so I was like, look, Michael. <laughs> Dickerson. Uh, why, is he say, why is he saying that? Because they wear He said they play a lot. They up. play... Just he'll say they play like you know full weeks of turn full weekends of tournaments multiple games a day just a ton of wear and tear on guys that come into the league now, um, and specifically their knees that they just come in with older knees just something to, you know over the next we'll revisit this in fifteen years, but well think um, of what Michael did in high school right played his twenty five games in high school max whatever it was and then played baseball right he wasn't playing AAU all summer right just hanging with his friends it was. He turned out to be Michael Jordan. I bet his high school life of just activities was pretty fucking not abnormal. Like, it was just very like, yeah, just what are we doing today? You guys want to go to the park and shoot some hoops or right. play pickup baseball? Like, just doing normal stuff back in 1982. Now it's like, we got to get him into seven games of the AAU, and then maybe we get in the... It's like, oh, my God. Well, See, we got to call his coach get, and ask why he's not playing enough. We want to get him to this other league. I heard there's these I'm, underground I'm, tournaments right now in, in L.A., I, well, I get I get forwarded a guy whose kid I think has a chance to be pretty good because he was pretty good. Forwarded some clips of how good his kid is, and it clearly is like a young AAU, probably twelve to fourteen years old. And you don't just see that game, but in the background, it's like a it's like a, remember where the Spurs used to play the Alamo Dome? Yeah, <clears throat> and you can just fit a, like I saw 10 Drew Brees play football thing. there. Yeah, it, it feels like there's just ten courts going on in the back, just games everywhere. What is this? Is this place just a you know, factory of little kids playing hoops. It is wild. It is. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna. Uh, you and I are gonna go watch the rest of the uh, Warriors uh, Laker game. See what happens tonight in that game. You'll already yeah. know what happens by the time you listen to this. And uh, big week ahead. Big week yeah. ahead. Godspeed. Oh, we didn't tell people. Stories. We we meant to do this at the beginning of the podcast. You know, iTunes review mailbag. Ask us a question in iTunes. I've gotten a few DMs from people I know you have too that say I'm not an iTunes user. What do I do? So maybe we'll have to figure something out for those people. But yeah, keep it keep it coming. All right, y'all. Peace. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.